The audio guide to the galaxy is recorded in the SciTech Planetarium on Wajak Noongar land. Good evening everybody and welcome to the Audio Guide to the Galaxy, the monthly podcast produced by SciTech where we take you through a guided tour of the night sky as seen from Perth. In this episode we'll be discussing what you can see in the night sky in the month of July. My name is Leon and I'm joined by Shana, a professional presenter from the SciTech Planetarium. Shana, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Now we'll start this like we always do, and ask what's up in the sky this month. In particular, if I'm out looking at the sky, what sort of planets can I see in the night sky this month? Yeah, so in July, we still get a really good view of Venus up in the west. Um, so just after sunset, the brightest object that you'll see in the night sky will be Venus. It's been um, there for months. Yes, it sure has. Um, but Venus will soon be passing behind the sun. So this is probably the last time to get a really good view of Venus. So it definitely pop out if you get a chance. Um, okay. Yeah, so we've got Venus up at the moment, but we also have Mars up there in the west. Uh, But it's not as easy to see as Venus, but it's still up there in the very early evening if you do get a chance to have a quick look. Okay, so Venus is just going to dominate the western sky, is that right? Sure is, yeah, definitely. And Mars is just not really trying that hard. It's it's there, but yeah, yeah, definitely not trying as hard. Okay. Uh, So Mercury will appear in the second half of the month, just next to Venus after sunset, so that's worth keeping an eye out for as well. Um, I'd maybe pop in your calendars the 28th of July. This is a good day to get the best view of all three. Oh, all three, Venus, Mercury and Mars. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right, so uh, is Mercury going to be as bright as Venus? Uh, No, Venus will always kind of dominate that sky, especially towards the end of this month. Okay, but if I'm out like a few nights in a row, I should be able to see Mercury just kind of appearing and then uh, moving across the sky as well? Yeah. Fantastic. So that's Mercury, Venus and Mars, the the rocky planets. That's convenient that they're all kind of <laughs> in, a, in a nice straight line there. What about the gas giants? Can I see Jupiter or Saturn or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, so later in the evening, um, Saturn rises, so at about 9pm, and Jupiter will pop up at around 2am. Uh, but the best time to see these two planets is just before dawn, if you happen to be up and about at that time. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. You either need to be up really late or really early. Exactly, exactly. Um, I am not a morning person, so maybe I will just stay up late. That's okay. There'll be three planets to see still. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Excellent. All right, so I know what planets I'm looking for now. Any interesting stars or constellations to take a look at? What's what's exciting during July? Uh, I'd probably steer you towards the constellation called Bootes. Bootes? Bootes, yeah. So it's... How is that spelt? Oh, it's B-O-O-T-E-S, but you pronounce both O's. Which oh. is, it's an odd one to say, definitely. Okay, um, so it's not booties. Yeah. No, not booties, but oties. But oties, right? Yes, yeah. Um, so, but oties is often called the herdsman. Um, it's quite a good constellation to see up in the north this month. Uh, so, the constellation okay. kind of looks like a kite shape, um, but like a lot of constellations here in the south, it's upside down. So, the base of the kite is uh, our fourth brightest star in our night sky. Uh, okay. So I'm looking, is it like high up in the north or sort of lower down? Lower in the down. Right. Lower down in the north, yeah. Okay, so there's a yeah. really bright star, fourth brightest star in the sky. Yeah. Um, does it have a name? Uh, it's Arcturus. Is Arcturus. The, yeah. Oh, I, I've heard yeah. of Arcturus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we look for that and then you said it's like a like a kite shape. Yeah, it's kind of a kite type shape, but it is upside down. So it's almost like a little diamond and then you've got kind of two things coming off. Okay, like yeah. little spin-off things. Yeah. 
All right. And is it like small or quite large, this sky? It's quite quite large in the night sky. Um, so a similar sort of size to what maybe Orion would be like in the sky. So it's dominating oh, okay. quite quite a big portion so of the sky. So it's pretty hard to miss. Yeah, yeah. Definitely right. worth keeping an eye out for. That's good. And you said it was a, a herdsman. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's there's a lot of stories and a lot of myths around Boote. So there's a lots of different stories. So often it's depicted as a herdsman of oxen or a farmer. Um, but it's basically a person is what people are seeing um, oh, okay. instead of uh, the, in the kite shape. Um, oh, I see. But you said because it's upside down, then I guess if you were trying to imagine a person there, the kite would be the person's sort of torso. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, fantastic. All right. I know what I'm looking for now. Um, is there any other exciting uh, space news? What's ha- what happened in July? What's happening? Yeah. So um, earlier on this month, Earth reached Apelion on July 7th, which was last Friday. So this is the point where Earth is the furthest away from the sun. So Earth's orbit, the path that it takes around the sun, is not perfectly it's circular. It's not a perfect circle, is it? No, no, not a perfect circle at all. So we do have a far point and we do have a near point to the sun. So the furthest point we reached last Friday. Oh, and that's Aphelion. Yes, yeah. Okay, um, and I suppose a question that immediately comes to mind. So sometimes we're closer to the sun, sometimes we're further away from the sun over the course of the entire year. Yeah. Um, is this related to the fact that it's now the middle of winter? Is that why it's cold at the moment? We're further from the sun? Uh, it, it is a logical train of thought to think that when the Earth is the furthest from the sun, this would be winter. Yeah. Um, and when we're closer, this would be summer. But this kind of falls apart when we realise that at the moment it is summer in the Northern Hemisphere. So if that was oh, right, it, it, would be, it would be cold all the way around the planet. But we do have uh, different seasons at different times. Right, so, so it's, it's not related to Yeah, it. yeah. So our seasons are, are more closely related to the tilt of the Earth's axis. So Earth's oh, axis, yeah, the point that it turns around, yeah, it's not straight up and down. So it's slightly tilted by 23.5 degrees. Right, I have yeah. heard that. And so at the moment, is the tilt facing us away from the sun, basically? Yeah, so when uh, the north pole is tilted towards the sun, like it is now, um, the Northern Hemisphere is experiencing summer and we're experiencing winter down here in the Southern Hemisphere. Right, and the fact that Apelion occurs in the middle of our winter is just an entire coincidence. Yeah, purely coincidence, absolutely. <laughs> That's fantastic, yeah. but very misleading if you, if you don't <laughs> think through it carefully. You could easily jump to the wrong conclusion. Sure is, yeah. Um, as I'm sure many people might have accidentally done. Uh, now, is there any other any other interesting things in July? Yeah, um, uh, July and winter in the Southern Hemisphere is a really, really great time to get a really great view of the Milky Way. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the Milky Way is in like, is it more easily seen at different times of year? Uh, yeah, so it moves across the sky and we can see um, the most detailed kind of image of it at the moment. So if you do step away from light pollution, if you manage to, to pop out into the country and take a look at the night sky, you can get a really beautiful view of the Milky Way in this season. Okay, during winter. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, we need to get away from light pollution. Yes, definitely. Yeah, okay. So if you can get out of town, then take the opportunity to do so. I'm driving to Bustleton tonight. Ah, so. uh, yeah, so you might get to have a quick quick look. <laughs> might have a look at that. Yeah. Okay, wow, this month is packed. Uh, is sure there is, anything, yeah. anything else? Yeah, yeah. Keep them coming. Um, so we do have a meteor shower this month called the... Okay. Delta Aquarids. Um So it's coming from the direction of the Aquarius constellation. Um, so oh, is that why it's called the Aquarids? Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah, so this is the best time um, to see it just before sunrise, maybe in the last week of this month. Oh, that's that's handy. Yeah. Um, so in the constellation of Aquarius. Yes. Ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, before sunrise, did you say? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll see if I can get up. <laughs> I've already stated clearly I'm not a morning person. 
Well, if you do wake up, you get to see two planets and maybe a meteor, so it's not bad. Actually, that's not a bad yeah. uh, motivation to get up, is it? <laughs> Wow, that's a, it's, it's a huge month. We've got planets, constellations, the entire Milky Way, the Aphelion. Is there anything else that I, you know, anything else I can see in the sky? Absolutely. Maybe one more thing. Uh, so the ISS, the International Space Station, should fly over Perth on the 17th of July at about 6.30pm and then again on the 20th of July at about 10 to 6 in the morning. Okay, that's good to know. And if I'm going outside to look for the ISS, what does it look like? What am I looking for? Yeah, so you're looking for a big bright light in our night sky that's kind of moving steadily across the night sky, so it's worth having a look. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not like flashing or zigzagging all over the place? Just No, no. So a continuous straight line is what you're looking for. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty easy to keep an eye on, I think. <laughs> Good to know. All right. Well, that's uh, there's a lot to do outside in the night sky this month. So let's leave Earth behind. Uh, any other news in the big wide world of space that's happening during July? Yeah, absolutely. The Euclid Space Telescope launched on the 1st of July, which was pretty exciting. The Euclid Space Telescope? Um what is the Euclid Space Telescope? Yeah, so the Euclid Space Telescope, um, you can think of as kind of a mashup between the Hubble Telescope, which created visible light images, and the James Webb Space Telescope, which looked at uh, near and mid infrared light or heat. Mm-hmm. So Euclid will do both. Um, uh, a bit of both. Yeah. yeah, so it's got a visible camera and then also a near infrared camera. So it's going to do both. Yep. Yeah, and and what's it looking for? What what's it going to do? Yeah, so um, primarily it is a survey telescope. Um, so rather than looking at specific things on demand, it, it's going to be looking at um, huge areas of the sky. So hopefully about a third of the sky, um, and it's going to look uh, ten billion years into the past. Um, but it's mainly looking for galaxies. So it's hoping to discover and categorize. Two billion galaxies. Two billion galaxies. Absolutely, two billion galaxies. My goodness. Yes, so, so it's like a lot of data. Creating a massive galactic data set. Absolutely. Basically. Yeah. Um, that's astonishing. I st- still have trouble wrapping my head around. Like when you look up in the sky, there's you know a hundred billion stars, but that's just one galaxy. Absolutely. And you're saying yeah. Euclid yeah. is going to be looking for billions of galaxies. Yes. So, yes. It's hard to wrap your head around. Definitely. So literally, yeah. maybe a hundred billion billion stars. So many. Yes. Yeah. That, and that's just like a third of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> this is wow. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, I look forward to hearing the news to see what Euclid discovers over its time in space. Uh, well, this has been an absolute. Uh, joy of a conversation, Shana. It's a hugely busy month, I can see, but uh, I think we'll, we'll we'll call it there. Thank you for coming in and talking to us today on the Audio Guide to the Galaxy. Thanks for having me. That's it for this episode of SciTech's Audio Guide to the Galaxy. We'll see you next month where we talk about the night sky in August. If you'd like to know more about what we've been talking about today, you can find more by going to the SciTech website, and there you'll find a link for a page called The Sky Tonight, which is a monthly blog written by us here at SciTech about all the wonderful things you can see in the night sky.